0: This segment of the show is brought to you by the PGA TOUR Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA TOUR Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at pgasuperstore.com. Now, back to you, Chris.
1: All right, now back with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line. Like I say, is one of my all-time favorite actors, radio hosts, and really people on the planet. And that's Matthew Lawrence. You guys hear me talking about Matthew's show, Backspin Golf, every week at the top of the show because a, because it's fantastic, and b, it's a great way to start your Sunday mornings, and c, just because Matthew's outstanding. Again, online at WLXG.com. That way, you know, look, if you're looking for a great way to put a smile on your face, improve your golf game, and get your Sundays kickstarted up on the right foot, yeah, Backspin Golf is your is your way to go. Again, 8 a.m., 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time Sunday mornings. It's uh it's fantastic, and I'm so excited I get to have Matthew on back on the show with me again tonight. Hey, Matthew, how are you, my friend?
0: Uh, I'm doing well, Chris. Thank you for all the kind words. Uh, And let me just say, right at the top, in listening to that whole introduction there at the top of my favorite golf podcast, it's called Next on the T. You can go to podbean.com and listen to it. I am involved... In this show, in so many ways, that it's mind-boggling <laughs> to me. You have... Is that here, right? Let me list them for you. Yes. You have Perry French on tonight, who has been yeah. doing backspin golf with me for, I think, five years now. I've been doing it. Uh, and so he's been on with me. You stole him from me, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> uh, secondly, you talked about my twin brother, Mitchie. Uh, and his fantastic, he and Darren Bunch, that is just, just the best. Uh, but you, I'm sure you like me better than him. You just didn't say that. <laughs> number two. That's number two. <laughs> number three, you talked about two under. I wear underwear. Uh, I mean, is it's, that right? It's yeah, it's a, another <laughs> way I'm tied to the show i actually and this i will say this on my children this is true i am wearing two under underwear as we speak right now wow yeah Me you too. might mention that to you might mention that to jack when he comes on because i'm i'm you know i'm a pretty big star so yeah, i'm just saying i'm just throwing it out there that's number 3 or number 4 i can't remember French Lick Resort, one of the great sponsors of your show, has also been a sponsor of Backspin Golf since I went on the air. And as a matter of fact, who do you think was just there a week ago for two days covering the senior LPGA championship, won this year by Helen Alfredson? Who do you think that might be? Harry French? All right, that's, I'm keeping a list of all the things here. I have a piece of paper with a list of all the things that uh, you will get in trouble for after we're done. That's number one. Uh, that's correct. I was at French Lick, played the Donald Ross course, which is incredible. It's. The, can you name another place that has two golf courses, both designed by Hall of Fame architects? No, you can't. No. We have the no, Pete's Golf Course and the, and the Donald Ross Golf Course and a 51,000-square-foot casino and two of the greatest hotels you will find anywhere and a sports book just opened at French Lick. I don't know if you realize that, if you know that. I heard the rumor. Yeah, that's there too now. So it's just, I mean, Brendan Sweeney and all the people up there, just Dave Horner all the people connected so so I have that connection let's see that's number 14 I don't know there was something <laughs> else I'll I'll think of it I'll think of it as we go along In <laughs> anyway, fact that
1: you've been on the uh, show now for third this is your 13th appearance by the way so maybe maybe that's one
0: <laughs> No it's not is it really
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yes
0: Wow. Yes, it is. Amazing. Between Well,
1: between this show and Thursday Night Tailgate, let me, let me clarify. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah sure. 13 times. I'm
0: just talking to you, in other words. Okay, good. Right. Indeed. <laughs> so so you doing well, Matthew? I'm doing fine. Uh, we're getting ready here in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously, we're at a time of the year in sports. Uh, and i, I have a, a show every day from four to seven on WLXT, also on the uh we're getting ready we're in all four sports are on now baseball, basketball, football, and hockey, and cornhole, which is also going on here all year. I don't know if you, that's a sport what? apparently here in <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> cover that in we <laughs> also <laughs> we also have uh Keenland. The the fall meet is going on at Keeneland. There's a tremendous amount going on here. And two weeks in roughly, I think two weeks from our first exhibition basketball game for the University of Kentucky is Sunday night. So the basketball season, uh, and I do a pre- and post-game show for that, you know, I'm doing too much. Hearing myself talk about this stuff, I'm way overworked. (laughs) Yeah, I am just way overworked here. You're mentioning so I,
1: this to try to soften me up because you're about to start to ruin my Sunday mornings, right?
0: Well, that's, that's what this is not about. My, Chris, it's not my intent to ruin your Sunday mornings. You know that. It's just <laughs> I need a break. I, if, if the only thing I were doing was backspin golf, I would continue to do it because the golf season lasts all year now. We're already, what, eight events or something into the next season? But I can't, Chris. I can't do it. I can't. I can't do a daily show for three hours every day and a pre- and post-game basketball show. And I do an hour English Premier League show every week, which lasts until May. I just can't do it, Chris. I need a break. I just need a break. I'm sorry. I apologize. I need a break. Yeah. Yeah, well, yep. just remember
1: our deal. You you can be on hiatus, but you still got to call me every Sunday morning. Don't forget that.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, we'll talk about that too. Because I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, you know, I miss a Sunday, and uh, I get yelled at and texted. Indeed. <laughs> uh, I can't. Well, the pressure is too much for me. I'm too old. <laughs> I have pressure with my children. I have pressure at work. I don't need pressure on Sunday mornings. I just don't. <laughs> Well, there Holy are certain cow. things
1: in life that you got to do, and that's one of them. So let's just be As clear. I told
0: you, as I ter- told you in the text earlier today, you're not the boss of me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that we uh, have we that, need to talk great. about that. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. So, well, let's talk actually a little golf. You know, on the okay. golf show. Um, yeah. You mentioned a moment ago wraparound season. Right. We, we yep. went through the tour championship and then the season yep. ended for about 10 or 15 minutes. And yep, then the correct. new season started. Your thoughts yep. on the wraparound season? Cause I, you know, here, Matthew, I thought the wraparound season or, or the golf season changed and we had to move the PGA championship early and all that yes. sort of stuff because yes. we needed to get out of the way of college football in the NFL. And correct. then instead, what we got is continuation of golf regardless.
0: I'm confused
1: about why we had to do all of the changing around of the schedule only to have a wraparound season.
0: Well, the wraparound season has been going on for a while now. And it all, you know, here's the thing that gets me. Uh, There's one great thing about these events at the beginning, starting in October, leading up to the new year. Traditionally, the Sony, uh, the Tournament of Champions in Hawaii in January was the beginning of the golf year season. And then FedEx Cup came. And now we have these events, uh, before the first of the year, uh, however many there are. I don't even, I've lost track already. Uh, and what I love is the first day of the first, uh, of these silly season events, as we used to call them. The very first day of the first event of the next season, they're showing you who's leading in the FedEx Cup points race. I mean, they played 18 holes, and they have nine months to go till the FedEx Cup, and they're telling you who's leading the FedEx Cup. I mean, it's unbe- It's just unbelievable to me, and it goes on every during the broadcast on every day and. Every event and every until, but you know what? Just put that those Chiron things up. Put the stats up for me. Uh, I don't know next August, like right before <laughs> the first of the four playoff events, okay? And tell me who's leading. That's what I think of the Philly season right. now. I will say that I will say this: the the only great thing to me. Well, there are two great things. One is. All of these events that not that many people, even we're big golf fans, you and me uh we right. I don't pay that much attention to them, but every one of those tournaments raises a ton of money for charity every one that's of them. right, so that's a great thing then it's also a chance for players that don't normally get a chance to compete in the tournament for either a victory or a top 10 or a top 20 to make that kind of money also to secure FedEx Cup points for the whole year while trying to to keep their cards a lot of time we've seen already this year we've seen for example uh at the Barbasol Championship here in Lexington uh in I think June or July, when was the Open Championship? Whatever that week was, we had the Barbasol Championship. I forget now. We had the Barbasol Championship here in Lexington. I played in the Pro-Am with a young man from Columbia, the country, not the school in New York, the country, uh, named Sebastian Munoz. And I played nine holes with Sebastian and his caddy Mateo and they were just the greatest guys. I had more fun with them. And this kid, Sebastian, had gotten his tour card a couple of years ago, lost it, went to Korn, the Corn Ferry, uh, tour and won an event there and got conditional and then lost it. Anyway, he shows up at the Barbasol Championship. He does well at the Barbasol. And because of my coaching for nine holes, which is all it took, to be honest, (laughs) lo and behold, lo and behold, two or three weeks ago, he won one of these silly season PGA tournaments and now has his tour card for the next two years. He's playing in the Players' Championship, the Masters, the PGA. Um, all these benefits he got five hundred FedEx cup points for winning, so there are a lot of these stories we've already had three or four of them, and that's a great thing for these guys before January and before all the big shots show up again. That's a great thing also, otherwise, I don't care I really don't care I don't care <laughs> <laughs> I don't care <laughs> <laughs> Let's but, talk about
1: something that I know you care about. Okay. And that's and that's your boy Tiger Woods. I know what a huge Tiger Woods fan yep. you are. Correct. And as we yes. talk about events coming up, we do have a Presidents mm-hmm. Cup coming up here in the not too distant future. Your
0: thoughts? Yes, we Should do. Should Tiger pick himself? Uh, I would. <laughs> if I were Tiger, I'd pick myself. Here's the thing: <laughs> it this the Presidents Cup is great. I mean, it's great because the guys are great players and all that stuff. This is not. Now, this is all, of course, in my humble opinion. This is not the Ryder Cup. There's no history to the President's Cup except for the last few years. However, when all of a sudden somebody decided that, hey, you know what, there's a lot of great golfers who don't get a chance to play in the Ryder Cup because of where they're from. So let's have another thing, you know, when there's no Ryder Cup. It's basically a TV event to me, and that's fine. It's all fine. We all love seeing competition and all that. But it doesn't have the cachet, how's that word, that the Ryder Cup has. Yeah. (laughs) That the Ryder Cup has with its history. And so to me, if Tiger's healthy, and right now he is, the Ryder Cup's in December. He just played in that, talk about silly season. He just played in that stupid skins game in Japan thing. Um, he's playing in the Zozo Cup or whatever the heck's going on over there <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, whatever that is. Um, but if he's healthy, we saw what he he did last year when he was healthy and he had his schedule kind of worked out. Why wouldn't you pick yourself to play on the team, even if you only played on Sunday? You know, in in uh, in the fingo- singles match. Yeah, I mean, or one of the other, if you felt like you wanted to play in the best ball with somebody. Here's my point again, I'll say it. Who cares? Who cares? I don't really care if the world wins or the United States wins the President's Cup. I care about the Ryder Cup, but I don't really care about the President's Cup. And who doesn't want to see Tiger play? I mean, he's, you know, again, cliche. He is the needle. And if he's on the team, more people will watch it. More people will be exposed to golf, all that stuff. So, yes, my Quack, I'm very long-winded. <laughs> <All> right, <guys>. <laughs> <laughs> my answer is yes, Tiger should put himself on the team. That's my answer. So, yes. But to
1: your point, if this is if this is sort of a more television event, do you think there's yeah. going to be pressure from the network to say, look, because to your point, I think everybody cares about the Ryder Cup. People are sort of like, eh, on the Presidents Cup. It's sort of a filler in the odd mm-hmm. year in between, you know, Ryder Cup events. Could there be right. pressure to, for him to, for him, you know, for him to pick himself? Because look, we well, need, to, you know, the TV ratings. We need to cash yeah. to use your word. So we right. need you to be in there.
0: Yeah, oh, I, I'm sure there. I'm sure those executives. Well, I'm not sure who's televising it now. If it's Golf Channel, who will do it. I'm sure the executives, if he decides not to, will talk to him about it. But you know what? So what? I mean, what? You think Tiger is going to like cave to some network TV network guys? No, he's not. <laughs> what are they going to do to take his money away from him? What I mean, what the, You know, <laughs> I mean, basically, there will be pre- I think there absolutely will be pressure leading up to it too. But again. Uh, I just think it's a made-for-TV event, basically, and he should be on the team. Absolutely.
1: So one more on Tiger. You last year, around this time, I I, I believe, you boldly predicted he would win two majors. You said he'd win the Masters. You said he'd win the U.S. Open because it was being played at Pebble Beach. Looking ahead to next year, do you think he wins another major? Yes, I do.
0: And Where? I'm, not re- I'm not, well, I'm not really sure because I haven't studied it the way I studied my prediction last year. I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, either the PGA or the, where's the U.S. Open next year? I can't remember. One of them is at Harding Park in San Francisco, which is a public golf course. It's a great golf course. I'm going to have to do more studying about the, the courses. Uh the majors next year. Now, I know the Masters. I know where the Masters will be played. I know that. And there's a chance, if he's healthy, that he will win the Masters again. There's no reason reason he couldn't.
1: Yeah, and that's, and that's not, where I I'm think not, he's got his best opportunity to win. I think it's at yeah. Augusta. And I think it's going to be continue to be at Augusta for another decade because I think you can still be competitive there into your 50s. I remember when uh, Jack Nicklaus nearly won it. At age 58. So, yeah, I think Tiger's going to have, you know, a lot more opportunities to win there.
0: Wait, Jack won it at 58?
1: He almost won it at 58.
0: Oh, He finished sixth in
1: 98. (laughs) He finished sixth in 1998 when Obira won. He was a couple of strokes back.
0: No, you got to understand, I'm old, and sometimes I lose, you know, I forget things, and I thought, Wait, I missed that. He won that at 58. I missed that whole year. <laughs> Holy cow! But it's possible. It's absolutely possible
1: with me. Hey, a couple more before I let you go. Um, okay. First of all, I kn- I know you uh you were out there at Sweetens Cove with uh, at Mitch's event uh, that they yeah. put on. I've heard nothing but rave reviews about the course and about the event that was there. Talk about uh, your experience playing Sweetens.
0: Well, you know, Darren and Mitch put this together, this trip, along with Brian Orr, who is uh, just one of the great photographers and videographers anywhere. Uh And it was 24, I think it was 24 of us for two days at Sweetens Cove. Uh, we rented out the whole course. Now, for people that don't know about Sweetens Cove, the easiest thing to do is actually Google it and Go look around on the website. It's a nine hole golf course that is ranked by Golf Week in the top 50 public courses you can play in America. And it's a nine hole golf course. And it is in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, which is kind of in the middle of nowhere. And the job they've done in building this uh, golf course. You tee off, and there are two sets of flags on the greens. Um, one one of the par threes, and one's a white flag, and one's a blue flag. And you play your first nine, say, and you're going for the white flag. Then you come back around, and the next time you're playing for the blue flag. And one of the par threes, the first time, first nine we played, it was 168 yards the second nine we played it was 105 yards and it wow. totally changes the way you play the hole and the hole the greens are they're huge because you have two flags there but the if you think it makes pinehurst number two's greens look like flat tabletops i mean you have to be everything about your short game at which you know, of course, is a strength of mine. Holy cow! Um, every every single uh, shot you have, every putt you have, if you're not precise with it, you're going to end up 50 feet from the hole. And the thing is, it's so beautiful, you don't really care. You really don't. Uh, we had an amazing time. It's anybody that gets a chance should play Sweeten's Cove. It's just It's incredible. It's kind of near Chattanooga. It's not that far from Chattanooga. It's a great place. And the trip that Mitchell and uh, Darren and Brian put together was just amazing. It was fantastic.
1: And we'll end on on an even higher note, because to your point, you are a short game wizard. At least that's uh, what I hear. Yes. And um, That's what
0: you hear from me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was talking with our friend Perry French and he talked about a uh, a new putter that uh he uh, helped you out with and got you all fitted for and well, and now he's telling me you're draining 40 footers left and right. Tell me all about it.
0: Please. Well, it this is this is the uh, the truth. Perry and I've known each other a long time and his obviously Cleveland wedges and have been well known for decades and Tricks on clubs. I've been playing Shrix on clubs for a long time. Anyway, Perry comes to do backspin a couple weeks ago, and he brings two putters with him, the new Frontline putters from Cleveland. And we go out before we do our segment, and we've never done this before, and we set up, uh, we put a head cover in the middle of the hallway, and we backed up about 15 feet, and I hit six putts, with one of these putters, I think I made three of the six right in the middle of the head cover. And then he said, these putters are different than any putters on the market. He said, the technology is, we all have a putter stroke. There's two strokes, basically, square, which is straight back, straight through, or a little bit of an arc, where you it's, you take it back a little bit inside to square, back to inside. He said, which one are you? I said, I'm pretty sure that I'm uh, square because my thought every time I putt is, you know, straight back, straight through. He said, okay, the putter that I made three out of six with was a square balanced putter. Then he gives me the other putter, and I made six out of six, I think, or maybe five out of six. He said, You're, "That's the stroke that you have." So when people go to get putters, have you ever said, "I got to get a putter that fits my putting stroke"? Have you ever said that?
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Nobody does. Well, these putters and the technology—there are two tungsten inserts on on the end end of the face. The balance is remarkable. So he gives me this putter. And I go to play early the next Saturday morning, and I'm by myself. I go out. I didn't even go to the putting green to putt. I went right to the first hole. I said, I'm just going to use this. I got to the first hole, par five. I was on the front of the green in three. I was 40 feet from the hole. I walked it off, and I left the putt right on the lip, tapped in for a par. I texted Perry. I said, Number one at Picadome, 40 feet, tap in for par. I had an eight-footer for par on number two, right in the middle. I birdied number four, and I rolled in a 45-foot putt. And there was dew on the green, and I went back, and so you could see the trail of the putt all the way into the hole. So I went back, and I took a video from where the putt started, and I walked, alongside the trail and right into the middle of the hole, and I sent it to Perry. And I'm telling you, (laughs) I have played probably six rounds since I got the putter. And this, again, on my children, I am saving, I'm going to be really conservative here, which I am not by nature, and say five strokes every time I play because because of this putter. I don't three putt anymore. I mean, unless something really weird happens, and I'm making those four footers, five footers, to save par or to save bogey, even, I'm t- they're just the most. Amid- if anybody's listening, go to wherever you live, go to somebody that uh, you know has has great putters. The other thing, the price point is, uh, we all know these the Scotty Cameron putters and the Spider putters and all those start at around two hundred and ninety nine dollars. These putters I think retail for a hundred and ninety nine. And they're brilliant. They're just brilliant. So that's uh that's my story, of course, my Zexio golf balls, you know, everything that Perry handles, yeah. uh, golf wise is pretty spectacular. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> that's
1: yeah. all, so that that begs the question now, right? You can't be shaving five strokes off your game. Without coming with, what what's your, what's your handicap
0: now? Plus two? I'm probably, three? yeah. actually plus four. But I don't like to, you know, <laughs> I like to tell, I sandbag a little bit. I tell <laughs> people, I'm, I've been, because, I, you know, the way I've been playing, I'm probably, a, I will say, a, up until I got this putter, I was at 13, I'll say. And I was capable of shooting 80 or 90. Or most of the time, eighty three, eighty four, eighty five, somewhere in there. But I'll bet you um, I'm probably closer to an, a ten or a nine now since I got that putter. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and I'm old. Good for you, I'm Very old. So the fact that I can just get up and go play golf is a is a is a big win.
1: Is a win. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs>
1: Vassie, before I let you go, remind our listeners again how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing and all the various shows that you're on and uh, take take a look at you on social media, too.
0: WLXG.com or get the app. You can get the app in the App Store or Google Play or whatever it is. uh, WLXG uh, on social media at RealLore05, R-E-A-L. Wait, how do you spell it? Yeah, R E A L L O U R O and the number five. Uh, and that's about it. I'm not on Instagram or any of that stuff. I'm a Twitter guy.
1: Matthew, you're spectacular is what you are. I can't yeah. thank you enough for yeah. coming back and uh, being sure. a part of the show. It's always so much fun when you're here.
0: Well, you are the most supportive friend that many of us have, and uh, we would do anything, well, almost anything for you, Chris. It's always great to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank you, my friend. We'll catch up soon okay. between now and then. All the best to you and your family.
0: You too, pal. See you. See you, man. So that's the great Matthew Lawrence.
1: And like I say, you know, he's a he's a great actor. He is a a great uh, radio host, and he's a ten times better person. And I can't thank him enough for his time, and I look forward to catching up with him soon. And I'm telling you, and uh, you'll hear this uh, when, when I talk to Perry French, but those new putters, you know, five strokes around? Holy smokes. We all got to go out and get one of those things. So I look forward to checking those out as well. All right, before I get to my next guest, Jack Curry, I want to, uh, you know, t- talk about a couple of friends of ours. First of all, our friends over at the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. Now, folks, if you haven't hit Ben Hogan irons since maybe the 80s or the 90s, do yourself a favor and get a demo iron of either their Fort Worth PTX, new PTX Pro, or edge irons and go out on the range and compare it to whatever it is you've got. All Ben Hogan irons and wedges are handcrafted one at a time in their Fort Worth, Texas factory. So no mass production, no shortcuts. Now you can order custom-made irons, wedges, and hybrids by going online to BenHoganGolf.com, and they're going to build those clubs to your specifications. And best of all, charge you a fraction of the typical retail price. Check out their complete line, again, of forged irons, wedges, hybrids, bags, accessories, their new GS53 driver and fairway woods as well. Fantastic. Go online to BenHoranGolf.com and see for yourself.